0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howell. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. If we can, let's go ahead and turn to our our first nugget. I want to do it this way today. I want to just, we've got about four or five nuggets I want to share The title of my message is Your Spirit. Your Spirit is the real you. Your Spirit is the real you. Your Spirit is the real you. If they would go ahead and uh, put up nugget number, number one. Your Spirit, come on, let's say it together. Your Spirit is the core of your being. It is the essence of who you are. Is the center of your flow. It's the real you. Your spirit, come on, say it again. Your spirit, what? Your spirit is the core of your being. Nugget number two, please. Your old nature is at war with God. Your old nature is at what? It's at war with God. Nugget number three. The Christian life consists of simply renewing and releasing. The Christian life consists of simply renewing, renewing the mind, and releasing. Believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. When you speak, you release the power of God to work on your behalf. Nugget number four, please. Whatever you think in your soul your body will go along for the ride. Oh, Jesus. I sense we need to say that one again. Whatever you think, whatever you're dwelling on, whatever you're mating, meditating on, your body will go along for the ride. Oh, Jesus. I pray that your body is having a good ride, not a bad ride. But nugget number five, let's end it on this point. Nugget number five. It's your mind, your thoughts, And your attitude that determines if you experience the God kind of life. It is your mind, your thoughts, your attitude that determines if you experience the God kind of life. Your your thoughts, your attitude, it will determine if you experience the God kind of life or a defeated life your thoughts, your mind, your thoughts, your attitude, it will determine if you experience the God kind of life or a defeated life. Oh, Jesus, let's get busy. Turn, if you would, your Bibles graciously to 1 Thessalonians chapter number five. 1 Thessalonians chapter number five. 1 Thessalonians chapter number five. Look at verse number twenty-three. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three. Hold on to your seat. Well, I want verse. I want verse twenty-three. That's that's really what I want to focus on. But if you would give me the liberties, I, I want to back up uh, uh, and read a few more. Passes of scripture before verse 23. I want to back up to verse 16. Yeah, I want to back up to verse 16. Notice uh, Paul talking to the church at Thessalonica. He says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Look what he says in verse 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. So we can quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecy. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. And abstain from every form of evil. Did you see that? Now look at verse 23. This is, this is where I want to be. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. That he sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, to our video department, would it? Would it? Can we expediently grab that graph that I had? Uh, in a prior lesson where it, the, the circle graph about the spirit, the soul, and the body. Is that is that possible in our video department to do that real quick? Yeah, there we go. So, so, So class, look again at this graph. Spirit, we are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Notice your spirit is the core of your being. And then you have a soul which is wrapped around your spirit. Then what is wrapped around your soul is your body. But notice that your body has no contact at all with your spirit. So whatever effect your spirit is going to have on your physical body, it has to function and flow through your soul, your mind, your intellect, your will, your emotions. Are you with me today? Now, I want to go, I'm kind of going, well, let me back up. Look at verse 23 again. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole what? Spirit, what else? Soul and body be preserved blameless at at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who has called you is faithful. Who also will do it. But I want to notice. Let's hone in on this. That 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 Paul says that he prays that your whole spirit be sanctified, your soul be sanctified, and your body be san- that you completely be sanctified. And, and my lesson today is not on sanctification or progressive sanctification. But 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 Paul says that you be sanctified, notice what he said, that you be sanctified completely. Body, soul and spirit. The body. Let's let's deal with the body. The body part. So we're clear from this verse of scripture that that man is a triune being. He he he's a he's a compound being. He's a he has a body He has a soul and a spirit man is spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Just reading this passage of scripture. We are clear that man is a triune being. He's a compound being. He is a three part being man is spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Oh my. So. When you know somebody physically, you really don't know them. You, you really know the essence of a person when you come in contact and the revelation of who they are at the core of their being. So in reality, you can say that you're in love with a person where in reality, all you're in love with is their physical body. You don't have a clue of how their mind is, their soul. And you certainly don't understand their spirit. Because you can't see the spirit. Oh my goodness. Is this good? So the body is an organized system. Notice how God made the body. God is a God of order. And the body is an organized system. Formed by the creative energy of God. Out of the dust of the earth. That's where the body came from. And then Paul. Look the body consists of bones and muscles and veins, and and arteries, uh, and other vessels in which the blood and other fluids flow through the physical body. Just the body. Look how complex the the body is. We're not even talking about the soul, and we're not talking about... We're just talking about the body right now. Look how organized the body is, how God has so uh, immaculately created and formed the body. Uh, we got the, the bone structures, the, the muscles, uh, the nerves, the, the arteries. The, I mean, it's it's amazing. It is amazing machine, just the body. But then Paul says, I pray that you be sanctified completely. The body, and then it talked about the soul, the soul. Uh, the soul is the set of differences. Your soul is the place where the set of differences of affections and passion that's in your soul, such as love. That's you feel love in your soul. Uh, you feel a uh, passion or even hatred. All these things are are involved in in your soul. Anger, uh, your appetite. All of this flows out of your soul. In your soul, you, you've just had three pieces of pie, and there's two left in the refrigerator. And you just refuse to go to bed without at least getting one more piece. You don't need it, but you're having a battle. You're having an issue in your soul. Are you listening to where your appetite is set up? Is this good? Yeah. This is where all of your propensities to, 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 to lean toward uh, sin or to lean toward good or whatever habits that you might find yourself leaning to. These all function and flow Out of your soul. Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. And then Paul says he talked about the spirit. And the spirit is the source of life. The spirit is the source of life. To the body and soul. You need to get that. The spirit is the source of life. To the body and soul. Without which uh, the functions cannot be performed. God I wish I knew that years ago that the spirit is the source of life to the body and the soul. The spirit is. Is, is this good news? Now, can I have my other illustration uh, uh, pertaining to Romans chapter 12? I, I want to do that real quick so, so that we don't, oh, here we go. <clears throat> so, so look at this illustration. There's, there's a worm. Oh, my. What's going on? What's going on with the worm? Can you see it, class? Can you see it? So this worm is literally covering itself with a cocoon. Wow, it's fighting, too. So it's going into a transformation it's going into a metamorphosis we saw it earlier it was it was a it was a caterpillar it went into a cocoon now it's been transformed now it's a caterpillar look at look at this and that illustration is exactly what god is telling you and i that has to happen with our souls with our minds for as a man thinketh in his heart thank you for the illustration video department thank you so much As as a man or a woman thinketh in their hearts, so is he. So for us to live the victorious life, we need a transformation, not in our bodies. We need a transformation, not in our spirits. If we're born again, our spirits have been recreated, amen, in the likeness of God. So the core of our being, it's like God. It wants to obey God. But for the will of our spirit to be exercised in the earth, our minds got to be right. And if our minds are, are right, then it will make the body do whatever is in the mind. Because the body just go along with the ride based upon what the soul, the mind wants to do. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is his life. So we're clear from this illustration that when we're going to uh, walk in victory, we got a major area to deal with. And that major area is the area that is connected with our body and that area of our being that is connected with our spirit. And that's our soul. That's our soul. Now, in John chapter three, you don't necessarily have to turn there. But there was a great, uh, great leader, a Pharisee, the ruler uh, named Nicodemus. And, uh, and uh, Jesus said to Nicky, he said, uh, you must be born again. And Nicky said, he said, how, how can this be? Can, can a person be born twice? He said, can a man, can a person enter their mother's womb and then come out again? And Jesus said to Nicodemus, he said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. He said, he went on to say to him in verse five that any person who is to see the kingdom of God, he must be born of water and spirit. Look, well, let's look together. In John chapter three, turn there real quick and look at verse five. I've already done number one, two, three, and four, and really five for you. But John chapter three, look at verse five. Jesus answered Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of what? Unless one is born of what? Of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, we know he's not talking about water baptism because water baptism doesn't save anybody. But water in the Bible is symbolic of the word. So for a person to be born again, they have to be washed with the word. And to be washed with the word, you have to hear the word from a preacher. And then after you hear the word from a man or woman of God, you have to respond to it. And the Holy Spirit does the work. The Holy Spirit baptizes you into the kingdom of God. It's a work of the spirit. And that work that God does by the spirit is in your spirit. Your spirit is recreated. It is born again. Look at this in verse number five. He he said, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Oh, my goodness. So Nicodemus eventually came to the revelation that he needed to be born again. Remember now, Nicodemus came to Jesus. He came when nobody was around. He snuck and got an audience with Jesus at night, and and he said, listen, uh, I know you're a great teacher. He said, because no man can do the things that you do unless God be with him. And then Jesus said to Nicodemus, he said, you must be born. Why would Jesus say a man who's a teacher in the temple that he need to be born again? He was simply saying, just because you're religious doesn't mean you have a relationship with God Almighty. And I want to say it today, you may be the most faithful churchgoer, but just going to church is not enough. Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal savior and made him Lord of your life? Glory to God. Is this, I said, is this good news? So water again is just symbolic. It seems that God's method for the new birth, the word of God is used by the spirit of God. As I said, given through a man or a woman of God. Oh my. So Jesus said to Nicodemus, without this action, you cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. To be washed with the water and the spirit. To be washed with the water, the word and the spirit. The way to salvation is through the word and the word became flesh. So the word is Jesus. The word is Jesus. Jesus, the second person of the triune God, of the Godhead. Amen. And it'll happen by the power of the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. Is this blessing anybody? So my question today is how many of you... Come on, I, I can see you out there. By the lifting of your hands in your house, your bedroom, your living room, the edifice, wherever you are, how many of you are born again? How many? I'm looking around. I'm looking at the sound people, the camera people. I'm looking at you in your living room. I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'm looking at you. You got your hand up as a sign that you're born again? Amen. So now that you're born again, I've already said... After being born again, the rest of your Christian life, I'll say it again, once you're born again, the rest of your Christian life consists of simply, it consists of simply renewing your mind and releasing the power of God. That's that's your total work now that you're born again, now that you're a child of God. So for, for you to renew your mind... It goes back to that illustration we had earlier about the caterpillar. So, to renew the mind is like your mind being transformed, it's like a metamorphosis. Because when you got saved, come on, Christians, when you got saved, God, I wish somebody had told me this when I first got saved. When you got saved, nothing happened to your mind. And I thought in my early years as a child, When I asked Jesus to come into my life, I thought when he came in, that's all I had to do. But I discovered that after I left the church, I still had some of the same issues I had before I asked Jesus into my life. Why? Because when you receive the new birth, the only thing that happens to your tripart being is your spirit. You have to do something with your mind and you have to do something with your body. And so, if you're going to walk in victory, you're going to have to have your mind transformed. Now that you're saved, your mind must go into what I call a metamorphosis. It has to go into a transformation where you where you unload the former way of doing things and you download this new way of thinking, which is the Word of God. Is this helping anybody? Is this helping any? Let's go to Romans real quick. We're almost finished. Romans chapter 8. Yeah, when you get saved, that's just the beginning. Because when you get saved, it doesn't change your mind. You still like what you used to like. You will still do what you were doing if you don't have a transformation of the mind. And so your, if your mind doesn't change, you can still fornicate. Oh, Jesus You can still lie. You can still do other things until your mind changed. And so when your mind changed, your body just go along for the ride wherever you take it. If you take your body on the wrong ride, it'll go. If you take your body on a good ride, it'll go. The body will go wherever your soul tells it to go. And your body will do whatever your soul desires to do. Because whatever you desire in your soul, Jesus, whatever you desire in your soul will be expressed through your body. You cannot do anything with your body until you first have a thought in your soul. Your body only expresses to the outer world what you're thinking, Jesus. Your body is expressing to the world what's going on in your soul. So I don't know what's going on in your soul until you show me by what you express through your body. Ooh, Jesus. So if there's a praise in your soul, then there'll be a praise in your body. Let everything that have breath Praise the Lord. Well, if I want to magnify Jesus in my soul, I'm going to express it through my body. If there's a shout in my mind, there'll be a shout expressed through my body. If there's a dance in my mind, there'll be a dance in my body. Glory. If there's victory in my mind, there'll be victory expressed through my body. Are you listening to me? So whatever we're doing outside and expressing through our body is only indicative of what is going on in the soul. So our real spiritual warfare is not the devil. Our real spiritual warfare is getting our soul right. To start thinking like God, to think the thoughts of God. Is this helping anybody at all? Are you in Romans chapter 8? Look at verse number 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I want to say in verse 14, you're never going to be led physically by the spirit of God until you first led in your soul's realm. Until your spirit man dominates your soul man. Amen. Then your body will always be out of control. Hallelujah. They said, say it again. Look, look at verse, look at verse number 16. The spirit himself, notice it's capitalized, which means the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit himself bear witness with our spirits that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit of God bears witness now with our recreated spirit that we are now born again, that we're children of the most. Hi, God. Is this good news? Now let's wrap it up. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, and and we're done for today. Romans 12. You're going to see something now. You're going to see something. So when I ask how many of you are Christians are born again, you raise your hands all around the world. Okay, so you're a child of God. That's a done deal. Here's the the thing. You can be a born-again Christian and live a defeated life. You can be a born again child of God and be sick and there's nothing God can do about it. You can be a born again child of God and walk around in defeat on every side and there's nothing God can do about it. As a matter of fact, you can be a Christian and Paul didn't say you were not a Christian. And yet when people look at your life, they don't see anything that's attractive based upon what God says is available to every child of God. Jesus said the thief comes to kill steal and to destroy. He said, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And I'm saying to you, child of God, you are never going to experience the abundant life that Jesus Christ has made available until you become abundant in your soul. And and I don't want anybody to get mad at me, but you are not serious about a transformation of your mind to think like the word of God declares for you to think if you spend most of your time doing secular things and not spiritual things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you listening to your favorite music, but if you're listening to that more than you're listening to this, then you're not serious. I I mean, we we need to read. We need to be well-rounded. But in in our efforts to be well-rounded, we need to be more indulged and more enlightened through this than any other book. And if that's not the way you're operating, then you're not serious. And as a result of you not being serious, your mind is not being transformed to the degree that it should and could be so that you can walk in victory in every area of your life. Look at uh, Paul talking to the church of Rome in Romans 12. Look at verse 1. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. One translation says it's the least that you could do. So so Paul says, now that you're born again, now that you have been, your spirit man has been recreated. It's like God. It wants to obey God. It wants wants to do what God says to do. Your your, your core of your being, the spirit man. But, But your spirit man is relying on your soul man. And to the degree that your soul man is like, The Jesus man, uh, then then the outward expression of your body, man, will either be victory or defeat. So Paul says you have to do something with your body. He says, now that you're saved, he says, present your body to God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, present your body to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Notice that it is a living sacrifice. So the thing that you and I have to do to walk in victory, we have to present our bodies to God, not the world, not to sin, not to lust, not to jealousy, not to envy. Are you listening to me? not to bitterness not to hatred but we are to present our bodies to God so if we present our bodies to God guess who has our bodies if i pre- oh Jesus if if I present you this this tile if i present it to you and you take it who have it do i have it or do you have it You have it. So if you present your body to God, then you're saying, I am no longer controlling. I am no longer directing my body. My body will obey whatever God wants to do. I'm presenting my body. And then look at the next verse as we wrap it up. Verse number two. And then Paul says, He says, and do not be conformed. Now listen, people of God. Paul is talking to church folk. He's not talking to sinners. He's talking to born-again Christians. He says, now that you're saved, you got to do something with your mind and do not be conformed to this world. Look what he says. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Transformed in the Greek is the same word we use for metamorphosis. So Paul says that for you to obey and to walk in the the newness and the blessings of God, your mind, your soul has to go through a metamorphosis. You can't think like you used to think. If you're going to walk in, if you keep thinking the old way you used to think, you're going to keep doing the same old things. But if you allow your mind to be transformed with the word of God, in other words, Paul says, put your, put your mind on the word of God. So, so the word of God becomes like a mirror to us. You, you all can see this. He said, keep looking in the mirror. Paul says, keep, keep looking in the mirror. The, the word of God, the Bible is a mirror. And Paul says, keep looking in the mirror and keep looking until you see the image of Jesus. He says, keep looking in the mirror until you see the image of Jesus. So every time you and I get into the word of God, it's like you and I looking in a mirror. And so when I'm looking in the Word of God and I don't see what I'm supposed to see, then I keep looking in the Word and I keep looking in the Word. I keep spending time in the Word and I keep spending time in the Word until I'm transformed into the image of what this Bible says. So if I keep, listen, if I keep looking in the Word and I keep looking in the Word, the Word of God is going to have such an effect on my being. That after a while, if I keep looking in the word, I'm going to start saying what the word says. And when people do me wrong, I won't act in the flesh. I'll start responding like the word says. I won't return evil for evil, but I'll return good for evil. And even though they may hate me, I can love them. Why? I've been looking in the mirror. I've been looking in the mirror and I'm looking in the mirror. And so when they try to do me wrong, because I'm looking in the mirror, I can do blessings unto them. Hey, are you listening to me? I can pray for my enemies. Why? Because I'm looking in the mirror. And no matter what they say, no matter what they do to me, they can lie on me, and they will. They'll try to malign your name, and they will. But if you keep looking in the word, you won't act like the world, you won't act like the flesh, and you'll act like God. And when we begin to act like God, we'll get the results of God. Are you listening to me? And the results of God, child of God, is for you and I to open our mouths and say something. And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. And when you keep looking into the mirror of the word, after a while, what comes out of you is what God said, and what God said, and what God said, and what God said. And, what God said. and if you keep saying what God said, you're going to see exactly what you said. No matter what it looks like, no matter what I feel, no matter what people are saying. But God said, by his strife, I'm healed. I don't care who's trying to stop me. God said, no weapon that is formed against me will be able to prosper. I'm looking at what God said. And if I keep looking at what God said, it will transform your mind. And when your mind is transformed like the word of God, you'll walk in victory in every area of your life. And notice I said transform, transformation, which just simply means it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Yes. But over a projected period of time, your mind, your thoughts are changed. Paul said, he said, I put off the old man and I put on the new, the new man is the thoughts of God. And how can we have the thoughts of God. If we don't spend time looking in the mirror. And I keep looking and I keep looking. I keep looking in the mirror until I find myself. Because once I discover myself. Then I can fulfill The reason that I was born. And it's all in this mirror. You want to know what you can do? Look in the mirror. You want to know what you can have? Look in the mirror. You want to know what to do when you're in trouble? Look in the mirror. You need help with your family? Look in the mirror. You need a financial breakthrough? Look in the mirror. What an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.